A to Z of college recruiting. This is the show where you'll learn about the latest tips and tricks on how to maximize your scholarship opportunities tenfold. You'll learn the hows, whys, and what's of college recruitment and scholarships. Let's get into it. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the IM360 podcast, the show where we give you the latest tips and tricks on how to maximize your collegiate and scholarship opportunities in North America. My name's Matt Wade. I'm your host for this wonderful podcast, and today we're bringing you episode 114. Episode 114, all about what are the SAT and ACT exams. All right, so what are they? What do they do? Do you have to take them? How will they help you? How won't they help you? That is what you're going to find out in this episode. Um, and, and remember, if you are listening to us on iTunes, please be sure, give us your star rating. Uh, that means a lot to us. Um, if you're listening to us on YouTube, um, be sure you click that red subscribe button. Make sure that you get the latest updates on when we release new content. Um, any other podcast app, uh, again, give us those star ratings. Um, give us that feedback. Uh, allow us to stay the number one podcast in the world on Spotify with respect to anything relating to U.S. college recruitment. That's all because of you guys, right? Uh, and, and hopefully because you love the information and the content that we're giving you. So uh, again, be sure that you find us on social media. Give us a like on Facebook. Follow us. Um, you, you can you can find us as well on Instagram. Uh, you can find us on TikTok. We are everywhere. YouTube, obviously, as I said before, but episode 114 coming your way in just one minute. What are the SAT and ACT exams? All right, let's make sense of those when we come back. All right, so episode 114, what are the SAT and ACT exams, right? Um, Firstly, Let's talk about what what they actually are. All right, um, the the SAT and the ACT are two separate standardized exams that essentially measure quote unquote college readiness in the United States. Right, um, what what these two exams will do is they'll help you with university admission um, and and will sometimes help you determine where you can and cannot go based on the scores that you achieve. All right, the scores that you receive after sitting these exams can also have a big, um, you know, play a big role in what level of, of academic scholarship uh, that, that you may be able to qualify for in different institutions, right? So um, they're, they're important. And, and, you know, I think, I think the, the first thing that I will say to everybody, right, is that we suggest to all of our students that, you know, take the SAT, right? Or, or, or the ACT, take the SAT or the ACT because <clears throat> they can be the difference in you opening the door to more opportunities, um, or, or, or not. Right. So, um, the, the, the exams can be very helpful. Like even if you get a bad score on the exam, all right, that, that tells us a story, right? It, it tells us, you know, the way that we should be promoting you, to find you the right sort of academic support that's going to see you be successful in your education. All right. If you score incredibly well on either of these exams, 
right? Then that's going to open up more doors and, and help you qualify for more scholarships and, 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 and things like that. But, but do you have to take them? Do you have to take the SAT or do you have to take the ACT to be able to have opportunities in America? No, you, you don't. All right. Like it, <clears throat> some students look at those tests and, you know, again, a standardized exam that, that, that is timed and, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a daunting sort of process. And, and some students choose to not take them at all. And, and, and that doesn't mean that, that, that you won't have any opportunities at all if, if you don't take those exams. But not taking those exams will certainly um, limit what options that you do have to a degree. But in, in saying that, like, even if you don't take the SAT or the ACT, like, you still have over a thousand opportunities available to you throughout all parts of the U.S. as long as you graduate from high school. All right. So, so again, the most important thing when looking at studying overseas and, and, and having opportunities in the United States is, is graduating from high school. If you do that, you will have options. Right. Um, now, on top of graduating from high school, if you have a good SAT score or a good ACT score, then that means that you could have more options and qualify for more scholarships than what you would be able to qualify for without one. All right. But, but again, are, are they required? Do you have to take them? No, you do not. All right. But, you know, we, we suggest to everybody and, and recommend to everybody, at least give it a crack. All right, at least go out and, and, and try, you know, do your best and see what kind of scores that you can come back with on either the SAT or the ACT, uh, because even a minimal passing score can be the difference in you having more opportunities than you, you would if you didn't have a score at all, even if it's a minimal score. All right. So I'll, I'll, I'll get into, um, you know, the differences in each test. All right. And, and then I'll, I'll also sort of recap at the end in, in, in terms of how um, how it all sort of works, right? So let, let's start with the SAT, right? The SAT um, is a standardized assessment administered by an organization known as the College Board, right? It, the SAT is a test that's been administered to college and university-bound students since um, 1926, actually, right? Uh, and it's designed to place students in different academic percentiles based on their scores. So all students from around the world take the, the same exam, all right, which keeps a level playing field for all prospective students, all right? And, and the scores that you get on those tests will put you into a percentile that, you know, that, that ranks you amongst all SAT test takers from any country in the world, all right? The SAT, um, it, it used to be four sections, all right, but it's recently changed and the SAT is now really two main sections as well as an optional essay. So one of the sections is critical reading and writing. Uh, the other section is math, right? Those are the two required sections that are going to be provided on the general SAT exam. And, and then there's also an optional essay, right? You can either choose to take the essay or not take the essay, right? It's completely up to you. And, and you don't necessarily need, quote unquote, need to take the essay if you're going to do the SAT because if a college that you're applying to wants a writing sample, then typically they, they ask for a personal essay or some sort of writing sample as part of their application process, right? So you don't have to do the essay component, um, but look, some students choose to and, and, and other students don't. And, and that's, again, a, a personal choice that you make. But 
Uh, what you do have to do if you take the SAT is do the two required sections of critical reading and writing um, and, and math. That critical reading and writing section, um, you're going to have a lot of different language arts, right? Reading comprehension, um, you know, sentence structure, punctuation, grammar, uh, word association, all sorts of different, you, you know, areas of language arts. All right. Um, now, the, the, like I said, each section, so the critical reading and writing section is timed. Um, and then you have, um, say, 65 minutes or some, something like that to, uh, to, to complete that section. Um, and, and then you'll have a break. And then you'll start the math section, um, which is about 80 minutes, right? So w when you look at it, um, you're looking at about 100 and, well, like 150 to 180 minutes of, of actual test time for the two different sections. Um, and, and that is to answer about 150 different questions, right? So all the questions are multiple choice. Um, you know, you'll, you'll, and, and, and all the answers provided are taken directly from, you know, the, the, the test itself. So, so you don't need to know anything outside, you know, of, of the test that's specific to America or, or, or anything like that. And, and the same goes for the ACT. Um, it's, it's really designed to test your knowledge and understanding in English and language arts and reading as well as math, right? There's going to be a, a Everything from beginner, intermediate, advanced concepts in all sections, all you can do is answer the questions that you know how to answer, all right? And, and if you don't know how to answer the others, then you, you don't answer them, right? Um, and, and so then your score is derived based on the, the total number of questions that you get correct, right? So um, again, I guess the SAT is, is graded out of a total of 1,600 possible points with 1600 being the best possible score that, that can be achieved from the reading, uh, the critical reading and writing section, uh, and, and the math sections combined. All right. So critical reading and writing is worth 800 points and the math section is worth 800 points for a, po a, a, a total possible score of 1600. Um, but a, a perfect score of 1600 is very rare because it's a you know, like I said, it, there, there's a lot of advanced concepts on uh, the SAT, especially in the math side of things with trigonometry and, um, you know, calculus and, and, and all different things, as well as, you know, some, some basic statistics and math and subtraction, addition, right? Um, you know, normal sort of math as well, right? So a, a lot of students that don't take higher maths get nervous by the SAT because they think that there's not going to be any questions that they know how to answer. But the reality is there will be questions that you know how to answer. Um, how many questions you know how to answer will be determined on, you know, obviously the level of academic that you are, right? But like I said, the, the score that you achieve out of 1600 will put you into a, a, a percentile ranking, right? So, um, Basically, a, a score of 1,080 out of 1,600 is considered the 50th percentile, right? So the 50th percentile means that's, that's bang on average, right? So a score of somewhere between 1050, 1060, 1070, 1080 out of 1,600 is, is right there in the middle. So any score above 1,080 is considered to be above average. Any score below 10,008 or 1,080 is considered below average, right? So the, if, if it's above 
1080 and, and, and the closer it is to 1600, the more above average it is, right? Um, if it's below uh, 1080, and then it needs to be at least above or around a 900 out of 1600 to be a usable score, all right? Um, now, the, the great thing about the SAT and the ACT uh, is that you can take the exam as many times as you want, right? And, and it's only, you know, once you take the exam, it's not like every school can automatically see, you know, your scores. You're the one that determines what scores that you send and, and who you send those scores to, all right? So, you know, it, let's say that you take it the first time and, and you don't do so well, but then you take it the second time and, and you do a lot better, then you are the one that determines that, yep, I'm going to be sending my second score, you know, w- when it comes to my, my college and university applications in the United States, right? So that's the SAT, right? Um, the, the SAT is... You hear us, you know, at, at IM360, we'll talk about the SAT more than we talk about the ACT. And there's a reason for that. And that's because the SAT seems to be the exam um, internationally, especially, that that is offered the most amount of times in, in the most locations, right? So, so the SAT um, is the one that will give you really the most amount of attempts and 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 you know, locations to sit the exam um, when it comes to doing the exam internationally outside of the United States, all right? Now, the, the ACT is very similar to the SAT in that it, it is the, the same kind of standardized assessment that will, that will cover the same types of things, right? It, it will just do it in a different way, right? So in, instead of having... Um, you know, like longer sections like the SAT that that combine multiple forms of reasoning. Um, The the ACT has more sections that are shorter in length that are only specific to one discipline, right? So, so, you know, back when, um, when I was going through, you know, my college applications, I took the ACT um, instead of taking the SAT because I felt that the way that the ACT was structured was was better suited to to my learning style, right? So uh, if if you know, basically I, I needed to take an exam um, that had shorter sections specific to one discipline, so that I that I could keep my attention for a shorter period of time on one thing like reading. All right, and then move on to the next section. That's also, you know, one specific subject, math, for a shorter period of time than, than what you typically see on the SAT, right? So, um, yeah, basically, the, I, I felt the ACT was, um, was better suited to me, and, 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 and that's a choice that, that, that students can make as well. You know, you, you look at the, 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 the material on, on, on the SAT, and, and, and there's study guides, and there's all sorts of things out there that are available to you. Um, and, and you can look at questions and you can see how it all, you know, how, how you feel about that exam, look at the ACT, right. And, and how that, that test is broken down in the different sections. Um, and, and then decide which one, you know, that, that, that you take, right. Um, one thing that may be a big determining factor is, you know, if the ACT is not offered where you live, right. Plain and simple, 
you know, you probably won't be taking the ACT. You would be taking the SAT because the SAT, like I said, is offered in more places internationally more often than, than what the ACT is. All right. Um, but I'll get into, I'll, I'll explain the ACT in the same way that I explained the SAT, right? Just so that you understand what it's all about as well. All right. So the ACT is a standardized assessment that also measures college readiness uh, and it's administered by the ACT. Right. Um, so it's not, you know, the SAT is administered by the college board. The ACT is administered by the ACT. Right. The, the ACT has been administered to college and university bound students since 1959. All right. So not as long as the SAT, but today the ACT exam um, has been the exam of choice over the SAT because of its format. Um, it, it, like I said, it has shorter sections specific to one subject area. Um, so, so the ACT is sort of broken into, um, you know, five sections, four required sections with an optional essay. All right. Same thing as the SAT. If you don't want to take the essay, you don't have to, you just do the four required sections. All right. Each section has a time limit and a varying number of questions in each. All right. So the four sections, English, 45 minutes, 75 questions, math, 60 minutes, 60 questions, reading, 35 minutes, 40 questions, science, 35 minutes, 40 questions, right? So 175 minutes in total for 215 questions, right? And then there's the optional essay, right? So um, the ACT is scored a little bit differently to uh, the, the SAT, and it's, it's basically scored on a 36-point scale, with a composite score of 36 being the best possible result that you can get. Each section is graded based on the total number of questions that you answer correctly. Uh, and, then, and then that number is then scaled between 1 and 36. Uh, if you score differently in each section, um, the scaled result from each section will be averaged to produce your overall composite score for the exam. All right. The score achieved will also place a student into a percentile consistent for all test takers worldwide. So it levels the playing field. All right. A composite score of 21 out of 36 on the ACT is considered the 50th, 52nd percentile. So basically any score above 21 is considered above average. All right. Any score below 21 is considered below average. Again, you can take the exam as many times as you want and only send your best results to schools that you are applying to, right? So uh, again, both the SAT and the ACT exams are standardized assessments that measure college readiness. Different colleges and universities around the United States, you know, they may, they will have varying levels um you know, for, for their admission standards on those standardized exams. So schools that are more prestigious, they may say, okay, well, you need to have, you know, a better high school grade point average and a higher SAT to, you know, or, or ACT to even be considered for admission. And then other schools may say, look, we only require a high school graduation and a minimum SAT to be considered for admission, right? And then, you know, not just for admission, but then how academic scholarship is awarded, all right, your, your grade point average and your SAT or ACT score, all right, will be looked at collectively to see, you know, where you fall in comparison to the, the institution's 
admission standards. And if your grades and test scores are above the standards for admission in that particular school, then you know what? You qualify for academic scholarship, right? If, if your grade point average and your, your, your standardized test scores are below, you know, the, the standards required for admission and, and, and scholarship to specific schools, then you won't get admitted, right? So, so that's where it, it helps you sort of determine where you can and can't go. Um, you know, so, so basically, you know, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, it, it, it cannot hurt you at all to, to take the SAT or the ACT, right? It, it can't hurt you in any way. Even if you fail the test miserably, it will not hurt you or count against you because you are the one that decides if those scores are sent on or not, right? Um, and, and, it, and if you take the exam and you do not do well on it, right, then what that really tells us as an organization, if, if you're one of our students, is that, okay, well, then we need to be promoting you to schools, you know, that are going to provide more academic support to get you, you know, and, and, and help you to gain confidence in your academics and be successful in your academic ventures, right? If, if you go out and you take the SAT or the ACT and you absolutely blitz it, right, and, and you, you know, you score incredibly high, then then look, like that keeps the, the playing field wide open in terms of which universities that you may be able to gain admission into, as well as, you know, what sort of academic scholarship that you'll qualify for in those different institutions. So uh, again, the SAT and ACT exams are important because they can open the door to more opportunities than you would have if you didn't take the exam. But are they required? No, they are not. There are still over a thousand schools, around 1,500 schools actually, that you know do not require an SAT or an ACT exam for admission, all right, that are providing great academics at an affordable price, right? So, so again, the, the SAT and the ACT are not the be-all, end-all, all right? They're, they're things that can help you and bolster your academic resume and open the door to more options, but they are not exams that are required that you are required to take to be able to have any kind of options overseas, right? So again, you know what? We've touched on both the SAT, the ACT, what they are, what they do. Do you have to take them? All right. Hopefully all of that information is helpful, useful, and appreciated by each and every one of you. All right. So again, if you're checking us out on YouTube, hit that red subscribe button. If you're listening to us on iTunes, give us your star ratings, any other podcast app, give us your feedback, right? All those things are important to us. Uh, and, and your feedback is what helps us generate content for the next episode of the IM360 podcast. So if you've got any ideas for topics, if you've got any questions that you want us to cover, feel free, shoot that through to us on Facebook, uh, Instagram, Um, shoot that through to us in an email, Uh, find us, get it to us. We will cover whatever you want us to cover. But again, guys, that's episode 114. All right. What is the SAT and the ACT? If you missed it, you can listen to it again. All right. But we'll be back next week with episode 115. What will the topic be? Not sure yet. We'll tell you next week. Thanks again. Bye.